0: Hello, everybody. I'm Jackson White, and welcome to another episode of The Extra Point. Uh, There is no guest today, um, but I just wanted to get on here just for a little bit. Today's episode's not going to be very long, but uh, I know there's a lot of people out there that that are creating podcasts, and it's uh, such an easy thing to do, Um, but I just kind of want to tell you about... Uh, how this podcast came to be really it came it really came out of nowhere kind of on a whim um you know the whole lane kiffin thing came up and i had some time in between and my uncle got me uh connected with coach doug matthews former offensive coordinator defensive coordinator excuse me for the tennessee volunteers and um And really had no intentions of doing a podcast, but I had a couple of episodes and the idea hit me of, you know, why don't you do a podcast that combines athletics, you know, all kinds of sports. We mainly focus on football, but we're going to focus on other sports this season as well. And Jesus Christ, because that's basically what I do for a living through the fellowship of Christian athletes. And even as a part-time student pastor, you look for ways to throw jesus in you look for ways to throw the gospel in and that's really what this podcast was created for now we're going to do some um you know bonus episodes that i like that i would like to say that i'm going to talk about uh later on but uh but yeah this podcast is mainly designed to um uh, highlight athletes and highlight people who um, are very athletic and have prominent stories like, you know, you know, Lane Kiffin and even a local sports uh, figures kind of like Wilson Cates that we, that, that episode is performing really well. It's almost as, has almost as many listens as the Lane Kiffin episode has. That was the whole goal uh, from the beginning. And I just want you also to know, whoever is listening to this, um, one that Jesus is for you. He loves you. He cares for you. And He loves you too much to see you stay where you're at. And there's a story in the Bible that really um, just shows the heart of the Father. And you know, you may be listening to this and you may be a follower of Jesus or you may not be. So, whether you are or whether you are not, I want you to listen to this story. And if you're not a Jesus follower, don't turn me off just yet. And this is in Luke chapter 15, starting in verse 11. And then the words are in red. So, this is Jesus talking. He also said, A man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the estate I have coming to me. So he distributed the assets to them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered together all he had and traveled to a distant country where he squandered his estate in foolish living. So that kind of says, you know, he was probably out doing things he shouldn't have been doing, spending way too much On uh, way too little after he had spent everything a severe famine struck that country and he had nothing so there's a lot of we're gonna keep going but uh, but just for a second I want to I want to hang on those verses Uh, he squandered his estate and foolish living so basically he lost everything he had uh, by being stupid and then a famine struck that country and he had nothing and what that verse says to me is we are if we are chasing something other than jesus we are going to go through a famine um because i really believe that we are we are all looking searching and striving for jesus the only difference is some of us know it and some of us don't Let's continue on in verse fifteen. Then he went to work for one of the citizens of that country, who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. He longed to eat his fill from the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one would give him anything. So, so this guy was in the pig pen, and as a part-time youth pastor, um, we had a winter retreat last weekend. I said this. To my students and whoever's listening right now, this may be some of you as well. Some of you that are even followers of Jesus, you're living in the pig pen. You've been searching and 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 striving and trying to obtain popularity. Um. Maybe you're trying to get that popularity by um, by trading in your character, your morals. Maybe you find yourself in the pig pen. You may be thinking right now, how did I get here? Things were so good. But how did I get here? So... If you're listening to this right now and you're an athlete, former athlete, coach, former coach, or, you know, businessman, businesswoman, whoever you are, pastor, whoever's listening to this, I want you to know God designed for you to live in something besides the pig pen. But when we start chasing things instead of Him, we will wind up in the pig pen. Starving. Eating with the pigs. Living with the pigs. Smelling like pigs. Dirty like pigs. But you don't have to stay there. You do not have to stay in the pig pen. And we can see that in the very next verse. When he came to his senses. When he came to his senses. He repented. Now, repentance has a lot of definitions that can confuse, confuse a lot of people. And basically, even me, I've heard... Uh, you know, I've heard the sayings like a prayer of repentance or in um, definitions that just confuse people. And and repentance. Yes. I mean, confession is a part of repentance, but confession and repentance is not the same thing. Again, confession is a part of repentance, but it is not the same. And I had to go back to the Greek, the the original transcripts of what the Bible Was written in, and the Greek word for repent is metanoia. Meta being changed, like, you know, metamorphosis, and noia, mind, change of mind. Some of you that are listening to this, even myself, I've repented several times since I've um, gave my life to Jesus when I was a kid. Some of you need to change your mind. About the things you're doing. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. If you think, well, what I'm doing is fun, you're right, it is. The Bible talks about sin being fun, but only for a season. And eventually, you're gonna wind up in the pig pen. This guy was living it up. He had he had a lot of money. Had had the i'm sure he had the finest things the finest alcohol the finest women you can imagine but eventually he lost it all and wound up in the pig pen so you might be in that season where everything's going your way you're doing what you want to do you're living it up things are going great cool but eventually a famine's going to hit your life and you will be in the pig pen eating with the pigs smelling like the pigs, living with the pigs. But there's always that moment. And that's in verse 17 when he came to his senses. Then he said, continuing on in verse 17, how many of my father's hired workers have more than enough food and I am here dying of hunger. So maybe you're listening to this right now and you are dying of hunger because you have tried to find happiness, fulfillment, fulfillment, Success, belonging in your own way. In verse 18, he says, I'll get up, go to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired workers. I know many Christians with that attitude, myself included. We we mess up, we sin, and we put ourselves to this pity party. And I've even said, God, I feel like if you were picking a team, I would be the last one you'd ever pick because of the things I say, the things I do. Kind of like Paul in Romans where I want to do what's right, where he says, I don't understand myself. I don't do the things I want to do, and I do the things I don't want to do. So we so we trash ourselves. We talk bad about ourselves. We get to feel like we're not worthy. And that really the thing about it is we are not worthy. None of us are of the love and the grace of Jesus. But he is worthy. Get up every day and go to school because he is worthy. Do your best in everything because he is worthy. Don't settle for being a hired worker because you, because you are a son of the and a daughter of the living king. Don't live beneath where you're called. And this guy was willing to live beneath where he was called because he felt like he'd just blown it. So verse 20 is where we see the heart of God. So when he got up and went to his father, but while the son was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran threw his arms around his neck and kissed him. You know, it said while the son was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. And you may be listening listening to this right now. You may be thinking, I'm so far off from where I need to be. There's no way I can tread back through all the things I've done all the things I have said, the people I have hurt, the people I have taken advantage of. It's going to take years to get back through that to where I can get to God. That's not what my Bible says. And that's not what your Bible says because we have the same Bible. Because it says here in verse 20, but while the son was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran. Threw his arms around his neck and kissed him. All God needs to see is that you are coming back, that you are willing to come back, even when you are a long ways off. God, Jesus is going to run a lot faster than we could ever run to Him, and He's going to love us because that is who Jesus is. That's who He is for me. That's who He will be for you if you let him. A good friend of mine, Scott Cooper, tells the story like this. He said, I'm sure the son was rehearsing the speech, the, the welcome me back in speech. And then he finally says it in verse 21. The son said to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But listen to this. The fuck, But the father told his servants, quick, bring out the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. And then bring the fattened calf and slaughter it. And let's celebrate with a feast because this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. The father ignored, ignored that speech. God's not looking for words. He's looking for actions. He saw, the father saw and the son coming back. And the action of coming back was all that the son needed to say. He didn't have to throw in that speech of, I've sinned against heaven in your sight. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. I'm sure he said it with a lot of uh, dramatic uh, dramatic tone in his voice. All God needs to see is you turn from whatever you're doing and come back to Him. And that is truly what repentance is. So some people that are listening to this, you need to change your mind. You need to repent about the things you're doing. You need to repent. You need to change your mind about the way you view yourself. You are not trash. You are not insignificant. You are not junk. My king did not die for junk. He died for precious masterpieces. And it says in Ephesians that we are his masterpiece. When he created you and he created me, he looked and said, That is my masterpiece. Some of you need to change your minds about God. God is not this big, meany, strict parent in the sky waiting to whop you for doing something stupid. And we've all thought that. I've thought that. You've thought that. In this story that Jesus talked about in Luke 15, that's a parable. And a parable, by definition, is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. The Son in that story, story represents you and I, and the Father in this story represents Jesus, as if you already didn't know that. I don't care if you're listening to this and you are an addict, if you're living a life of promiscuity, compulsive liar, gossip, I don't care what it is. If you're in the pig pen right now, all you have to do is come to your senses, repent, and make your way back towards God, and you will be amazed by how fast He gets to you. Now, I don't know who this was for today. I just felt compelled that I needed to get on here and say this. This words have been on my heart lately because even me. Being in ministry, I can get the feeling that I'm not worthy because I'm, you know, I'm a, wor- a worry wart. You know, I, I struggle with worry and all these things. That's something every day I have to surrender. Repentance is every day. Every day I have to change my mind about who God is or who I am or the things that I'm doing. So if you've been listening to this and this has really hit your heart, this is really Done something to you? I want you to message me on social media. I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram at Jackson T White. I want you to message me if you have questions about well, how can I get to know Jesus? How can I invite him into my life? Or I want to know more about you know I'm you know I'm a Christian, but I've been Kind of, I've been not living a life worthy of that title. I want you to message me, or if if you just you know want to say, hey, this really, this really spoke to me today. I I would love to hear from you. Thank you. God bless. Love you all, but more importantly, Jesus loves you, and He wants to be number one in your life, and in mine. All right, That's a wrap for today, this episode of The Extra Point. Our next episode is going to be a bonus episode as Josh Scott and I will sit down and give a, we'll have a chronological discussion of the downfall, and the seemingly rise of the Tennessee volunteer football program. We're going to talk about how it started to unravel in the late 2000s, the turmoil from 2010 to 2017, and now the Pruitt era. So we're going to cover all that. We're going to talk about the not Lane Kiffin left. We're going to talk about Dooley. We're going to talk about Butch. We'll probably throw a few uh, groomers in there as well and talk about how close Gruden actually came to being the head coach. But anyway, more of that next time on The Extra Point. But today, if you were touched by this episode, uh, like, subscribe, message me on social media. would love to hear from you. God bless. Love you all. Make moves for the kingdom of God. See you all.